We play and call it work. Welcome to this week's episode of The Sit and Talk. I'm going to sit here for, I don't know how long actually. I'm going to try to keep it from anywhere from 30 minutes to an hour. I have no idea. And I'm just going to read your questions left on last week's video. And I'm going to just uh, answer them to the best of my ability and as honestly as I possibly can. Next week's Sit and Talk will be Matthew. So you can address your questions to Matthew. Um, typically, I like to give him a nickname. I don't have one for Matthew. Matthew has no nickname in the office. So let's... Oh! Address your questions to Maddie. He does not like being called Maddie. So yeah, just address all your questions to Maddie, and he'll uh, he'll answer them next week. Uh, let's just get right into it. I'm gonna start off with the questions left on the last sit and talk episode where Luca was the host, and then when I'm done with all of those, if there's time, I'm gonna move over to Facebook and answer more questions from there. I have not pre-screened these questions, so you're getting my off-the-cuff responses. So Mylan says, Steve, have you ever gone? On a crazy hobby bender that makes you question why you do this hobby at all, of course. Like you sit in your hobby space and look around at the thousands of dollars of miniatures and thousands of hours spent and just question why. Bro. Just recently I decided I wanted to make an OCR Bone Reapers army and went overboard on the spending. I got lost in time and went into a frantic building spree. Three days later, unshaven, Sleepless, I woke up missed a pile of skeleton warriors looking on the ruination of my life. Yeah, 100% happens all the time. So, a few years ago, I made a, like a New Year's resolution to not buy a single miniature until I finished everything in my closet, and then I did. And then the year after, I, I had to make a, the same resolution again. Uh, and then recently, I have just cleared out my closet for the third time every year. Um, and I, I've gotten almost everything in my house completely painted. But I did buy some more stuff. I'm actually working on three brand new armies right now that you haven't seen on any bat reps yet. So that's how, how I pay my armies now is um, I work on them at home. I seem to get more work done at home than at the office because we're a bunch of children goofing around all day. So when I have an entire army painted, I then bring it in. So I have two of them that are really close to coming in and one that's going to be a little bit longer. But uh, I, I like to work on... I want to say one project at a time, but it's not exactly true. It's multiple projects at a time, but like I like to spend a couple of weeks on one project and take a break from that and then work on another one for a couple of weeks and then move back to the first one. So I work out one project at a time in chunks, but constantly. I was like The reason why this question is so funny to me is I literally was just thinking this, like, how easy it is for me to justify the hundreds of hours, the thousands of dollars I spend on this hobby because it's my job. I think I over-justify and, and have way too many miniatures. But like I typically, it's funny. So the amount of armies I've painted throughout the years, I couldn't, I couldn't store them in my house. So I'm able to keep most of them here, obviously, in, the, in the many wargaming studios. Even then, um, we're running out of space for miniatures, so I have to purge again. So it means whenever I get to a, the point where I'm at now, I end up selling a bunch of stuff for the sole purpose of not looking around and seeing the what have I done. So every now and then I'll just, I'll just sell off a few armies. But there are a few I'll never sell, like my Dark Angels, for example. Uh, let's move on. Ooh, ooh, I scrolled, I shouldn't have scrolled. The Black Doe, Dow. Mr. The Mountain, hope you're doing well. A while back, you and Matt made a video about the double turn in Age of Sigmar, and I was wondering if you had ever tried playing a game Without the double turn, absolutely, all the time. Uh, for me, it's one thing stopping me from enjoying the game. Getting double turn and losing due to it is just unfun. Would love to hear your opinion on it. Please, more fancy bat reps, if possible, in the future. Yeah, for sure, there'll be more fancy in the future. I, I almost don't like talking about this subject because um, it is very divisive. I, I know firsthand that the double turn mechanic is keeping a lot of people from returning to Age of Sigmar. But I also know firsthand that some people love the game because of it. I've been very honest about it. I don't like it. I think it's a bad mechanic for a game. Um, yeah, I don't want to get too deep into it because I, 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 I think the game is 
honestly super fun. It's so fun to play, but when you get that double turn, um, it, it just kind of it, it takes me out of it. So like sometimes the double turn will save you. Like you're losing a game bad, and all of a sudden it saved the game. But like anything could do that. I don't. I don't want to get into it. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I get you. I get you. So we we've tried playing the um, just never double turn, and we also tried the gentleman's ga uh, game of you roll off for the turn as normal. But if you had the previous turn. Remember when you win, you pick who goes next. The you, you decide you just let the other person go. Uh, unfortunately, the greater audience or the vocal minority—I'm not too sure where you can never you can never really know. We suspect I uh, didn't like that, so we stopped doing that. We play the game as is, which I totally get. I prefer to play a game rules as written. I really do. I just wish that particular rule would leave. But if I had the power to wish it away, I don't know if I would because I don't think I have the right to take away something that others enjoy. So, yeah, I, I, like, I just think the game is just fantastic. The ninjas are fantastic, and there's one thing keeping me from liking the game into loving it, right? But what I will say every time I do criticize that particular rule, I, can, I don't think I can remember too many games where I didn't have fun. Like, I always have fun playing that game. Technosaurus, Steve, uh, thanks for your glorious orc content. Keep rolling nothing but fives and sixes as a mountain yourself. What are your thoughts on the AOS Living Mountain Battle Cattle? Oh, okay. Are you already kindred spirits, and can we expect uh, Steve on the mountain... Wait, Steve on the... Steve the mountain on the tabletop leading an army of mountains. Battle cows. but I can't read. I think that would be awesome. By the way, happy birthday, Steve. It's not my birthday. Um, okay, so that's an interesting one. The You're talking about the Ro Romaneth... Lumineth Realm Lords, which are piles. They are beautiful. Some people don't like Teclas. I love the Teclas model. I love the Dawn Riders. I love the little uh, spearmen. The art. The, the bows on the archers annoy me because that couldn't fire. Like, it's just, it's the dumb design. But other than that, like the armor and the helmet, like, I, I love everything about them. Except for the bow itself. Now, I struggle. Okay. The big battle cattle, cool miniature. Not really high elven, but it's not high elves, it's realm lords, so it's very realm lords, right? I, I don't, I'm not a big fan of elves with hammers. So recently I was trying to decide on what next, what, what's the next Age of Sigma army I'm gonna paint. I have made a decision and I've already ordered a big bunch of miniatures. I don't wanna reveal yet in case something happens, but it, it's not realm lords. My decision finally landed on that one was because I couldn't I couldn't move past elves with hammers. It's weird. I just maybe I'm just an older gamer now. I just elves always been. It just feels like they they, they they crossed dwarves, mountain dwarves, and and elves, which I didn't like. So half the line I really dig the half with the the hammers. Not a big fan of. Plus the helmets. Drive me absolutely batty. That would break your neck or fall off your head immediately. Those are not even. You can't, you can't win that in a combat. I know, a weird thing to nitpick, but yeah, it's just, I, bleh. So yeah, I'm not, I'm not looking half of the, the, the army, but the other half, oh, beautiful. Now, the hammer dudes, they have nice rules. So they're probably gonna be pretty good in the game. So, but don't, okay, so just so I ramble too far on my criticism, um, the reason why I decided not to personally buy and collect them is the studio is going to do so. So I will be playing them. Um, I will be the one covering the Realm Lords. I, I'm actually super excited to do it. I've been trying to like make sure we get the proper painters working on the project, making sure it works all nice, gets done fast, because I actually really do want to play them. It's just gonna be the, it's gonna be the first time ever that I'm gonna be playing an army on mini wargaming that's not personally owned and painted by me. Like, I, I've played some studio armies in the past, but I mean, like, um, this is the first time there's gonna be a faction that is gonna be my faction that isn't my personal property. So yeah, you will see me do Realm Lords, but I'm working on something else for Age of Sigmar. Hmm. Space Marine 40. Steve, would you consider doing more Battlefield Gothic or even a Battlefield Gothic narrative campaign? As such, battle reports are always brilliantly smashing and thoroughly entertaining many things. Yes. See, the struggle with that is to, to give you like a, like a, um, to explain from the business side of, side of things, those typically don't make a lot of money, which is 
No, a goal for any business should be to make money. And we don't have to make money with every minute we do every day. So we can justify playing something like Battle of the Gothic every now and then, which people will enjoy, but not many people sign up for. So you can't justify it all the time because your time is better spent playing Warhammer 40,000. You're gonna make more money. We don't make money, we can't make any bat reps. So every now and then we try to rotate something in, but when you see us record something like Battle of the Gothic or Necromunda or anything else that's a smaller game set, Lord of the Rings even, there are fans, people do love it. It's not a bad game. These are actually, Lord of the Rings are fantastic, I think. Um, Balthic Goth is fantastic. They're, they're great games, but they don't get as many signups as the 40K does in relation to the hours spent in recording one or another. So your time is usually spent better recording something else. So yes, it will rotate in again, but usually it happens when we all kind of get, um, for lack of a better word, kind of burnt out or a little run down on what you're doing. So right now, Warhammer 40,000 has a new ninth edition. So we're all gung-ho about that, I'll focus on that. So I wouldn't expect it in the near future. Oh, we do have something cool coming up in the near future. And a little hint, Warhammer, a second edition. Luke and I are gonna do a couple of power ups for you guys. Hopefully we're not terrible at it. <laughs> uh, Naviven528, Steve, you ever film bat rap and then not post it because it was bad or you think it won't be worth watching? Um, no, well, there, there might be one that never went out. So typically, we put them up as reject bat reps so that our vault members can see them. They go up as an extra bat rep. Like, this one wasn't good enough. We kind of stopped playing halfway through or something, whatever. It got, it got ruined. It doesn't happen often. For the most part, we upload everything we film. But I had one recently. So basically, if there was a game where... Um, okay, I played a... I don't know if it went up. I, so spoilers if for this reject if it has got up and you haven't seen it. I tried to play Chaos Space Marines. All Space Marines in Rhinos, Terminators in a Land Raider, and some Predators. Like really old school 1990s Space Marines. And I played against Josh and he brought um, a Hellhammer. Just two, just two tanks. I can't remember what else. Like it wasn't even that bad of a list. But uh, he rolled perfect. He killed my Land Raider, half the Terminators, all three Predators, and wounded two of my three Rhinos to about a little more than half, in, in top of turn one. Now, also, so we just got like, I'm, I'm done. I can't do this. Well, actually, I tried to play on, so I moved up a little bit, and then uh, he, he went to his, I did no damage. He went to his turn, and he's going like, to kill everything else again. But then I forgot he had a bunch of Scions that... You know, deep strike on the table. Like, no, I'm done. I was, I was just done. Like, ah, we're done. This is not going to work. Let's re-rack and try something else. Like, you, you, you've, you've beat me top of turn one before I even had a turn. Uh, it doesn't happen often, but it does happen. Um, but more importantly in that game, we really learned that um, the terrain was the, was, the, was the major problem. So it was a learning experience. It, does ha does, again, it doesn't happen often, but it does happen in a wolf. Stuff like that will always happen when you play games five days a week. Hey, so hey, Steve. My question is: Do you have any? Do you have any cats? If so, what are their names? No, I have no cats. I'm a dog guy. Hey, Steve. Oh, sorry. This is I can't pronounce your name. Drakir. I'll say Drakir. 1085. Hey, Steve. If you have any plastic swordmasters you don't mind butchering, you can try putting their heads on the, st uh, the stone guard. I'll just put stone, ma uh, stone ma sword masters on bigger bases and use those. That's a fantastic idea. So, to explain what he's talking about, when I was talking about the Roman left, ro ro okay, I gotta be very honest. Um, I'm having trouble sleeping. <laughs> yeah, a little bit of insomnia. I'm getting goofier. Um, the Lumineth Realm Lords, they have the stone guard, elves with giant hammers. Uh, he's talking about the Plastic Island of Blood Swordmasters, which could stand in beautifully for them. And if I don't want to do a full proxy, you can just cut their heads off and swap them. In fact, I do have plenty of old plastic, not old, plastic Swordmasters from Island of Blood still in sprue in my closet. Now, I have, I think, three full sets of Island of, High of Island of Blood uh, that I have no intention of ever painting. 
but I don't want to get rid of either. So I don't know what to do with them. But yeah, that's a good idea. I can't, I can't, you got me thinking. I'm gonna, I'm gonna look into that. I actually might do that. <clears throat> hey Steve, so cool to see you playing more Dark Angels and Batrams, especially running some list theme, specifically around Deathwing and Ravenwing. I love doing that. Every time I, tr every time I try to play pure Deathwing or pure Ravenwing in 8th edition, I got a lot of comments saying, stop doing that. You have to mix them. And I never, like, I always, I got, the reason why I played Dark Angels is means it felt like three armies in one, three factions in one. In fact, the game where you ran three Vindicators uh, was what got me over the line to sign up for the vault. Well, thank you. My question is, what are your three favorite Dark Angels units and why? Deathwing Knights, because they're amazing. Black Knights, because they're amazing. And the Talon Master, because he's amazing. So maybe I just ask, maybe I just answer what are the three most powerful. Okay, my three favorite. Maybe trade it, change it up then. Whew. I like Deathwing Terminators. Those plain Terminators. I love that you mix Thunderhammers, Thermshills, Heavy Weapons, Bolt Guns, all in the same squad. Um, I really like the Landspeeder Vengeance now for some reason. I've always liked the way it looked. And... Just the generic bike squads. I just, yeah, yeah I, I, Terminators and bikes. Fisher, Steve Bendito, with all the previews of the new unit and weapon profile showing a boost in stats, is looking like everything is better, so really everything is in the same situation. Yeah, I kind of agree with you there. Games Workshop has been saying uh, it's to be more lore-like and to have less models on the table with point increases. What are your thoughts and feelings? Thanks for being so awesome. Um, yeah, so I think the game got so bloated that we needed a points increase. I think um, the amount of models you need for, for every edition has greatly increased. For example, like I said, Luke and I are kind of working on a second edition. You need like 17 models for a full game. It's ridiculous. And then it slowly got bigger and bigger and bigger. And then back in 7th edition, um, 1,500 points was the norm. For games, and then and then um, the tournament community. If I remember correctly, you know, you know correct me if I'm wrong on the, the in the comments. If I'm just you know, remembering this incorrectly, but the tournament community kind of went up to 1750, uh, and then 1850. I think it was like 1750 in the UK and 1850 in the US. I might have been the other way around. I was never a big tournament guy. So they wanted more, so they can have everything they want in their list, or it was more tactical game. I'm not going to say why, and that kind of became the standard. By the end of 7th edition, um, people, just, people just wanted more on the table. And then when 8th edition hit, they, they jumped it up to a standard 2,000 point list, which was not uncommon for Games Workshop, because that's where Fantasy played. Uh, but the point cost didn't, uh, increased, they actually decreased, so you, you were putting way more malls on the table. So 8th edition Warhammer 40,000 had a ridiculous amount of malls on the table, as far as I'm concerned, and 9th edition is slow trying to correct it. I think with all the point costs going up, it still hasn't corrected what 8th did. I think it has to go up a sniffling amount more before we get to a point where I prefer it. Because I think, okay, a thousand point game is a pretty good game. A 1500 point game is it's perfect. I love a 1500 point game. Obo again, Steve, can you summarize what you have learned about Seraphon builds and how that applies today? You seem to have been on a long journey and kept having to rework them with a new battle tome. When the Endless Spell limitation with the GHB20 came out, we'd love to hear your thoughts. Okay, so, so some backstory for the Seraphim, so everybody fully understands. Um, I've played Lizardman in Warhammer Fantasy for years, and then when um, Age of Sigmar came out, not right away, but basically I wanted to, well, so actually preface that a little bit more. When Mini Wargaming decided that all of our bat reps were no longer going to allow square bases, I could no longer play my Seraphim for bat reps. So what I decided was I'm going to build a new Seraphim army on round bases. Uh, so I bought. So the first thing I did is I, I picked like a, bata a battalion to, to build it off a of base it off, of, which I thought would be a cool idea, and I built a Thunderquake Star Host. And I painted them all up, round bases, played one game and realized how crazy overpowered it was for the time. 
uh, I think I played like maybe three games. I'm like, I can't, I gotta stop playing this list. It's way too overpowered. And I didn't have the malls to swap it out to tone it down. Um, so then I kind of like shelved it. But every time a new battle tome came out, I would pull that army out and I'd test it against a new battle tome. And it was just too good for too long. So I finally decided the best thing for me to do is to get this army out of the studio because I'm ruining the bat reps with this crazy repart army. Um, I can't ever be tempted to play with them because I love them. I think they're really cool looking. Uh, I just get them out of the studio. So I sold them. I think for way too cheap now that I think about it. <laughs> um, so then when the new Seraphim book came out, I'm like, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take them under. Like, I'll play them. I'll give them a try. And I'm, I'm limited to the Studio Seraphin models. Now, the Studio Seraphin army was an old Warhammer Fantasy Lizardman army rebased onto round bases. And then we ordered a few characters. Like, like a, a, a Carn a Old Blood on a Carnosaur, um, a Scar Veteran on a Carnosaur. I think we got some Ripper Dactyls. And a troglodon. I think it was it. the only thing added to the old fantasy army. So very limited models. So I didn't have a lot to work with. Um, so I started playing them, and then I, you know what was the? I think I might be rambling. What was the focus of your question? Oh, okay. <laughs> um, so uh, not. I think when um, when the when the Baltome first came out, and I reviewed it, um, I was negative to the point where a lot of people uh, were unhappy with the way I, I expressed my opinions on them, but I, I stand by my opinions on them at the time, or even now. I think their, their battle line are just too expensive, point-wise, for what they do. Uh, but, like anything, if you work with it, you can figure out how to play an army, or any, any faction. Like, what's the worst fa- I don't know what the worst faction in Age of Sigmar is, but let's, let's be honest, Beast of Chaos is probably near the bottom, if not the very bottom. They're, they're very close to the bottom. But, I mean, I've learned to play them. I actually enjoy them more than anything else because there's a challenge of figuring out how to play them every game. And I think I figured out how to play Lizardman, Seraphim. I'm like, okay, I, I got an idea how to play these guys. It, it's, it's kind of strong. It's pretty good. It gives me options. It was basically uh, Endless Summon Spell Spam. Then the General's Handbook came out, which limited you to three. I don't think, I'm not, I mean, you could never know, I don't think it was uh, in response to Seraphin. I think it was in response to Zinch. But um, yeah, uh, yeah, so it hurt, it hurt the list. So I had to rework it, and I didn't have a, not a whole lot of models to, uh, to try something different or radically different. But I basically decided uh, the way I want to play them going forward is a lot of Stegodons. Because it'd be a battle line in one of the um, constellations or hosts, I remember what they're called. So that's what I'm going to try next, but we have to find... Right now we're having trouble finding um, painters available to do work. Everybody's got commissions on the go. Um, and what few that we have available are working on like very current stuff, like former 40,000 or Realm Lords. So as soon as I can, I'm going to get somebody to uh, paint up some Stegatrons. Stegatrons. So I can try up them. I think that's the, the next way, the next place I'm gonna go with the Seraphim. I still, I, I oh man, I love the malls. I, um, okay, so when I decided on my, my next Age of Sigma army, uh, I, even though I'm not a big fan of the Battle Tome, um, I, 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 it was really hard to not pick Seraphim for my next army. I really wanted to paint them again. Uh, I didn't, I picked something else, but uh, yeah, no, I, um, they were, they were a contender for me. Don Raccoon, uh, Mountain Man Stefano, what is your favorite fruit? Banana. No, pineapple. Pineapple banana. Petrified pickle. I don't, that's what, I love that name. Why is my hair all weird? And why am I looking at my hair on the camera? <laughs> hey Steve, Tenti Aguri. While it's probably a little while off, how do you think Games Workshop will adapt once home 3D printers make models of similar quality to Games Workshop, but which are drastically cheaper to produce? Already I have, sorry, I verse, um, you type like I talk. Already I verse armies at my local club, which are almost entirely 3D printed. Maybe I think you say you play or you have, okay. It's not 
for me at the moment because the quality is relatively poor and the 3D printers are so finicky and frustrating to maintain. But who knows what's the future holds for Okay, so um, I have a resin 3D printer and the detail is fantastic, absolutely fantastic. Uh, to a point uh, where a buddy of mine, who I'm not going to mention who, because he's been on tons of our videos. Uh, he bought the exact same printer, and he printed uh, this. Is, I'm, I don't. I'm a big fan of this, but he printed up an entire horse heresy, space wolves army, 3D printed. Um, like everything's a little off, but like you know, like you'd every, it, it's working. And if you don't care about that, um, you can very easily find the files to make space beam replicas. I don't, I'm not a fan, I don't like it. I'd rather just have the real stuff. Uh, I like the models that look like the way you like. Let's be honest, Games Workshop sculpts fantastic things. I think, yeah, um, it's gonna, it will change the market eventually. I don't think anytime soon. But I can see, I don't know, how, like, if this is still a thing 30 years from now, you're probably not gonna buy kits anymore, you're gonna buy files and print it yourself at home. Or something else radically different that I never even thought of. But yeah, um, yeah, I think I think they're they're a cool thing, and they will eventually affect or change this market. Mm, Steve, oh sorry, Robert Knox. Steve, have you had a chance to check out the thirty K Dark Angels yet? What do you think? They look like they're going to be amazing in the tabletop. Ah. I don't know, dude. Um, I think I've abandoned my my plans to do a horse heresy Dark Angels army. The models look cool, but I kind of feel like the game is I don't want to say dead because you know he playing it's never dead. Um, it's now two editions behind. But good rule set, I'm not gonna lie. I don't know, I just don't know where um, I don't know how where horse heresies. I have no immediate plans to work on a Dark Angels army. I'll tell you this, uh, I told you at the beginning of this video, I'm working on a couple of armies. One of them, because I think many of you know, uh, I sold my horse Heresy Iron Warriors a while back. Um, I almost have 5,000 points completed of a brand new horse Heresy's, horse Heresy Dark, oh, I'm so tired, horse Heresy Iron Warriors Army. I almost have a brand new one completed. That's gonna be the first one I bring in probably next week, or I'll use it to play some uh, 40K games. Yeah, so I have a whole new Horse Heresy Iron Warriors Army, but no plans to do a Dark Angels at this time. Though, cool rules, even better miniatures. Phantomaz, Steve, what are you, when are you doing more Warhammer Old World stuff on your YouTube channel? Okay, um, so... There's a chance we could start filming that Warhammer Fantasy stuff this week. Now, the reason why we have been unable to film so far is because um, as soon as we got back into the studio, Colin and I immediately started filming or tried to start filming Warhammer Fantasy for the Kickstarter for the YouTube channel. Uh, we did one game, which we haven't released yet for good reason. We don't want to put out one game and then wait. And uh, we realized that um, there's a cleaning crew that comes in at night that sanitizes all the door handles and all the, like, everything. Sanitizes the building basically, right? Um, and they can't do that while we're in the building. So they politely waited for us to finish the game and we didn't even know. So we walked out and they're sitting in the cafeteria and we're like, oh, we're so sorry, we're so sorry. So basically, uh, we can't film uh, after 5 p.m. because the cleaning crew comes in around 6 and it's not right to make them sit around and wait for us to finish playing before they can sit. Like, we have to be out of the building completely. And we can't come in on the weekends and do it because if we come in on the weekends, they are required to come in after us and sanitize the building again. So we, uh, Luca, Colin, and I discussed a couple of options. One of them was going to be, I'll let you know everything we talked about, uh, just filming it from my house instead. We decided against that because the lighting wouldn't be as good, audio wouldn't be as good. You saw the remote bat reps, and we don't want to do those in the lower quality bat reps from my, from my dining room. Another one was going to be to wait until all this is done and over with, but we never, we have no idea when that's gonna be. That's probably not a viable idea, or we don't even wanna wait that long because I painted my whole new orc army, orc and goblin army, that I wanna get some games in with. So what we decided to do is, um, we're gonna take over a studio, 
and play a game starting at 5 p.m. for about an hour, and then we have to leave, maybe an hour and a half, and then finish the game the next day um, and do it in parts. And the reason why we, we were unable to do so so far is because there's, there's six studios in this building, and there's usually three that are being used to film during the day. And Dave and Matthew, both at the same time, were working on campaigns. I don't know if, you know one's out, it's the uh, Death Watch campaign is one of them. I don't know if Days is going to use so I shouldn't talk about his. Either way, so they had studios set up uh, overnight, so we couldn't, like, break down studios, right? Uh, so we, we couldn't claim studios that we would leave miniatures in all day during the workday. So we can't, like, start a game of fantasy in the Vatarac studio, and then next day we come in at 9 o'clock in the morning to start filming games, and that studio is taken up by our fantasy armies, so nobody can use it. We can't touch the models. Uh, we were just unable to uh, claim a studio because... Three were being used, and then they had two to three set up for campaigns overnight. So yeah, it didn't work so far, but I don't think anything is a secret. Matthew is working at home for the next couple of weeks to work on more web developing stuff, which means he will not be claiming studios over the next couple of weeks. So uh, we should be okay to move forward, but we don't know when. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 really, really, really soon. Really, really soon, basically. But there is a very long-winded explanation as to why I haven't seen anything yet. Uh, Commissar Wolf. Steve, please tell us the tale of how you got into Warhammer. We all got one. Yeah, actually. Um, you guys know Owen Gaming with the Cooler? He used to work for Mini Wargaming. He used to cover Warhammer Fantasy in 40K. Now he has his own channel, Gaming with the Cooler. Um, I am... How old is he? I'm not that much older. I'm like, I'm like eight years older than him. Um, and back when he was like seven, so how old was I? Yeah, that's about right. I, um, okay, so my sister was, uh, kind of had like a monopoly on babysitting on the block. She babysat everybody's kids on the block. She was just slightly older than me. And then when she had too many bookings in one night, she would uh, basically send me and my other sister to to do these these babysitting jobs. And one of them I had to do was for, for Owen. So I used to babysit, oh, this is weird, I don't know. I used to babysit Owen way back when. But his stepfather played Warhammer Fantasy and Warhammer 40K. He had a cool table in the basement and seeing that kind of stuff was just amazing. Like I did miniatures and like fantasy guys and elves and he had Eldar, space elves. It was really cool. And then um, I was talking about it one day with a, a, a buddy of mine who was a neighbor like four doors down. He's like, oh yeah, I actually have some of that kind of stuff. And he had like a warmer fancy 5th edition starter set and, and some Wood Elves. I can't remember exactly. He was Wood Elves in the 5th edition starter set, I'm pretty sure. Or half of the starter set. And we just kind of like goofed around and played with that for a while until I finally bought my own. And yeah, so that, that's, how, that's how I got in. Just seeing a table one day in somebody's basement. How you say water seems pretty normal to me. And then I don't like the... Oh, I'm assuming you're responding to something from the last week's episode. Stefano Mountain... D he spelled my name wrong. <laughs> it's DeMarco with an I. Uh, when we get to see orcs and goblins in a game... Uh, will many more gaming open back up to the guests when this pandemic stuff settles in the future? We'll love to see some fantasy games. So yeah, so I filmed one Orphan Goblin game already. I actually filmed that a few weeks ago. Like a month ago, actually. More than that. Basically when we first came, oh man, it's been a couple months. Wow. We've been back for a while. I already filmed one game. Uh, we'll release it when we start filming proper. We don't want to release one game until we release, we, we can release constantly again, steadily again. So it should be really soon. Um... Uh, yeah, as for the studio and the pandemic and guests, I uh, who knows right now. Like, we're just gonna wade through it. The pale orc, Steve, the face ripper, the gut puncher, the wall lord of Terra. Emailed you a list for a Revenwing orc arm. Oh, Revenwing orc army a while back. I know you don't often respond to emails, but uh, can I expect to see you try out a similar list in the future? Also consider the all buggy list that comes to be. Wait. Oh, consider the uh, all buggy list. It seems to be the latest fad. Love your orc bat reps and keep up the wall. Yeah, I want to do the all buggy list myself. I don't actually personally own enough, and neither does the studio. But um, they are high on my list of priority to buy and paint up for. Uh, just that that list is pretty long. I don't recall any email about a Revenwing. I'm sorry. 
I'm so sorry. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't recall. Blippity blip, Steve, you handsome get. Do you keep in touch with the, the likes of Quirk, Leland, and Ash? If so, how are they, and what are they up to these days? So uh, Leland, I, I haven't. I saw him once a couple of years ago in like um, a tournament I went to. Uh, I haven't seen Ash in a while either. I think the last time I saw Ash was at Depticon. It's been a while. Uh, Quirk, yeah, every now and then he we come, he comes by. We go to the the old place of refreshments up the street. Uh, yeah, everything's doing good. I would assume. Uh, Quirk's doing very well. Like he's uh, he's a real estate man now. Uh, he all comes in with his suit and tie and all spiffied up. Even got rid of that mohawk. Yeah, he's doing very good. The other guys, I don't know. I'm sure they're doing good though. Like Ash still putting out content like crazy. So. Pickle, Lord Stefano Di Mountino. How do you, is Luca doing this? How do you feel about uh, towing down your epic orc shooting luck with some more melee focused or melee only force for bat rep? Uh, yeah, so I've done that a couple times actually. I actually think I played mostly melee focused orc armies in certain edition so far. I think I did a, I did a Tinhead list once that was half and a half. But I think I've been focusing more, more on melee. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little bored with the, the shooting myself. Um, if you're not a vault member, go check the vault. Maybe they're in the vault. Remember, you can sign up for free. Columbia Tiberius. Uh, Mini Wargaming Steve the Mountain. Can we see a battle report where your orcs in the studio gargant against Josh's Imperial Knights or Matt's Chaos Knights? Oh, I think we can make that happen. Yeah, we can make that happen. Mm. Hey, thanks for everything you do, says Brandon Montgomery. Steve, we asked Josh what his favorite pasta sauce said, and he said, bolognese. He also said, you apparently make a really good one. Do you? I'm, like, I make a, a good sauce. Everybody makes a good sauce. Well, not everybody. Everybody thinks they make the best sauce. I just know I do. Uh, Big Davis 73, what do you recommend for starting a, a 40k army? Oh, start, start collecting box. If you want to get into Warmer 40,000, buy the start collecting box sets. Um, I'm about to bring in a Iron Warriors Warmer 40,000 army, brand new painted for 9th edition, that is... Based off, I know I'm working on Horsehair Iron Warriors and 40k Warriors. Based off of two star collecting box sets for Chaos Space Marines, and then I bought Lord Discordant and um, a box of oh Havocs and some Cultists. Like very minimal. Bo- I I love it when you when you spend the minimum. Like you buy star collecting box sets, you don't waste any miniatures. You use every miniature in the box, and you buy a couple of box sets to add on to it, and when this is all done, I have exactly 2,000 points and not a single wasted miniature. Actually, 2,000 points on the nose, actually, too. So, yeah, I, I love doing that. It's a fantastic way to get in, and it's a fast, fantastic way to start new armies. Hmm. Hey, sorry. Cactustu? <laughs> hey, Steve. How long have you worked at Mini Wargaming now? I remember watching those bat reps years ago when you first appeared. I think you brought your sexy Eldar models. Do you know how long everyone else has worked at the studio? So I've been here for over six years. Not quite seven yet. That means Josh is probably around five years. Lucas should be around three or four. Colin's been here longer than me. Aaron's been here longer than me. I think Matt and Dave started the company, so they've been here longer than me. Steve the Mountain, we know it took a while before AOS became a playable game. Yeah. Back when most of War School had choke rules, uh, were were there any of you that thought were fun or enjoyed? Sorry, it's an incomplete sentence. I don't know what you mean. Uh, do you think modern AOS would incorporate any of these meta player rules again? You are awesome, and thank you for your hard work. Um, no, I don't think we'll see rules like that ever again. You never know. So, just so those who are not familiar, like um, 
there are rules where, like, Longbeards had a thing. They had, they had a special rule that only apply if the player controlling the Longbeards had a longer beard than their opponent. Um, there was one for, like, uh, I think it was Manfred, that he had like, a special rule, like, something like a reroll to hit or whatever, if you couldn't see the sun. There's weird, goofy rules like that. Oh, there's, like, uh, the Bretonians had one where you could, like, kneel down and pray to the lady or something or grovel to the lady or something. Like, you actually could do these things. Like, it was... No. No. Hey, Steve. Happy birthday. Visited the bunker back in November. Was good enough to meet you and say hello. I'm always here, though. I'm never not here. Josh was, Josh was a legend, though, and gave me the tour. Brought your Bought your dice, but they've lost me many a game. My question is... Not many, of my, not many of my friends are into tabletop wargaming, and although Games Workshop is growing hugely, it is not mainstream yet. Do you think an amazing 40K movie slash TV series, something as popular as Lord of the Rings or Game of Thrones would help bring this mainstream? Uh, yeah, um, absolutely. I dropped my phone on the table. Um, so none of my, none of my friends, like the, the people, so I, I don't know how to word this. So none of my friends that I had or made before working at Mini Wargaming were into Warhammer at all. Now I have plenty that I've met through Mini Wargaming, but yeah, the people I grew up with, all my old friends, not for them. So it's hard, you gotta find the group, right? Uh, I'm lucky enough now to know tons of people who love this game, which is amazing. And yes, is the Eisenstein series rumor true? Is that actually gonna be a thing? That could be amazing for everybody. But yeah, a TV show for sure. I think one day. Hmm. Uh, Dr. Minifan. Hey, Steve, what is your favorite unit to paint? I don't have a favorite unit to paint. I wish I did. I just like painting every day. Unleashed. Steve, Lumineth Realm Wars, dude, have you been dead silent on both these guys? Or maybe I have missed it. Are you going to cover them or play them? I am definitely to cover them. I am definitely going to play them. It's not painting them. This is just this time, I'm not painting them. But yes, I'm super excited. I from what I read um, with the battle tome, like how how it's how I think I'm going to play them. I'm actually like, like oh, I can't wait. I honestly can't wait. Vondert Nap. Happy birthday, the Mountain. How are you this week? Still asking the same question. How come so little or no battle reports? On other factions, just Space Marines, Chaos, Necrons, etc. Personal armies. I don't know if that's necessarily true. I think people perceive things the way they perceive things. Um, but I mean, if you're seeing it that way, I don't know, man. Like, I guess I'm working on Chaos armies. You're going to see a lot of Space Marines and Necrons in the future. It might be the thing for the short, short time anyway, unfortunately. Um, though, uh, I've discussed this with the guys here. If... Eldar gets, like Craftworld Eldar gets a, a line redo or the update. I'm going to jump back into them for sure. I don't know if the. <laughs> that's right. Um, Keep up the great work, towering over people, and keep trying to keep you cool in games. It's great to see you with a look of concern in your face. I don't know what you mean. I don't know what you mean. <laughs> hey, Steve, on uh, his sit and talk, Josh challenged you to the tastiness of your bowl. Why is this obsession with my pasta sauce? Uh, would love to see a cook-off challenge, please. Happy birthday, and one day more patrol. Oh, yeah. Uh, Bretonians ever came back to uh, AOS, I'd draw, draw by them as well. Um, I don't know, like, I told Josh, it's a very, it's very simple secret. More oil and a little bit of sugar. Steve, what is your opinion on the next trader and loyalist Primarchs that are going to, they're going to release for 40k? So I have, I have, a, I have trouble reading I read exactly what the words are, and it throws me off when you leave out a word. I type like that too. Don't, don't do. It. I'm not trying to like consult you. I type faster than I can think. 
Uh, Loyalist primates that are going to, I'm assuming you mean, be released for 40k. And when do you think the line will come out? Uh, I don't, okay. I have no idea. Um, I would like all the Primarchs that are, actually all of them are available to come out. I want to see, I want to see a Korax. I want to see the line. I want to see Fulgrim. Uh, I want to see Angron. Oof. I want to see all of them. I want to see all of them. Big Mikey, Steve, 30k Dark Angels win. Covered it. And just general thoughts on the new Space Marine slash Necron previews. Super excited. I cannot wait to get my hand on those books. I, I want to read the Necron lore. I want to know what's with the Silent King. I want to know where the game is going. I think they're going to be very telling as to where we're going with this game. Uh, Marshy, hey Steve, love the Rangers narrative campaign and Yogg Verantor. We'll be seeing them again soon. Uh, not soon, but yes. <laughs> Columbia Tiberius. Mini-Rugging Steve the Mountain, are you going to be seeing a Death Watch Season 2? I just talked about that with Matthew. I don't know. I don't think so. It didn't do as well as, as we kind of hoped or expected. I know some people loved it, but it wasn't as appealing to a grand audience as we would have liked. Whew. How about an AOS Death Watch? That could be cool too. Maybe the Warboss Hammerthrower at Mini Wargaming Matt has used in and out of narrative campaigns takes a crack at building his own Auric Stormcast. Okay, that could be kind of funny. You know what? Pitch that again for Matthew. He makes all those decisions. Uh, man, I have to... Okay, I have to shotgun these things. I didn't realize I had so many. Uh, where are where they off? Uh, Columbia Tiberius again. Uh, wait, wait. Oh, you had a few from this. Okay, um, could we see some bad reports using Flare Overload Kenom and his Marka Flare Necrons? Uh, probably not. So we had, um, uh, an orc character named Kenom in one of our campaigns a year, actually the first campaign, seven years ago, eight years ago actually. Um, we made a cool model for him, uh, for my army. Uh, we still have that model, obviously, but I sold that Necron army. Though, I could see myself doing a brand new Necron army going forward, but yeah, I sold that army. All my armies are, are for sale all the time, or eventually, like, except for Dark Angels. Um, they don't, they don't I don't keep my armies very long. I sell them and paint new ones. Um, more Realm Lord stuff. Uh, more Realm Lord stuff, but this Luca mentioned that you were doing a Lumineth army, and I want to know what your favorite units are, and what your what's your take uh, on Games on Games Workshop will do with Tyrion and his army. So Tyrion's elves, I think in the lore, are hinted to have wings. So I'm really excited to see some winged elves in the future. Uh, but no, again, I'm not personally doing the Realm Lith. Three times today in this video. Lumineth Realm Lords. I'm not personally doing them, but I'm going to be playing them for sure. Super excited. Uh, hey, oh, sorry, Thorn. Hey, Mountain Steve, with Baldur's Gate 3 set to land this month, do you think there are any chances for another mini wargaming mini video? Mini war, mini, mini war, MWG gaming video. Yes. Love the barracks, by the way. Uh, better dice the next game with Matt, though. Keep being awesome. Yeah, we're... Um, Colin and I are going to be definitely 100% doing that, and Luca is almost assuredly on board. I think we can tip Josh into joining, and Matt, we want him. But he's a family man, but I think we can get... I'm not going to promise nothing. We're going to try to get everybody on board. I'm not reading that. <laughs> um... McDonald, hey Steve, Necron player here. It sounds like Luca will be bring, bringing our king, the Silent King, into a bat rep or two. Watching Warhammer Community preview this morning, it sounds like he could be one of the best models in the game. Sure. Are you at all excited to see this model in person? Absolutely. Are you at all nervous to play against it? Ah, no. I mean, models will be good and bad. Armies will be good and bad. Armies will be overpowered. Armies will be weak. 
Um, there's nothing in Warhammer 40,000 that I am afraid to play against, except for Castellan robots. Mostly because of PTSD. But yeah, no, I'm sure he'll be fine. If he has wounds and a save, he will be killable. One's happened. Also, the detail of the new marine models, such as the new Primaris land speeders and the heavy intercessors, how do you think they will be integrated into Dark Angels? P.S. Bummer on the Dark Angel supplement coming out in the new year. Super upset about that. Um, so I thought about doing Primaris Dark Angels, but if I do Prime... I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to be adding Primaris to my Dark Angels or if I'm going to make them a completely new army. But I want to do both. I want Primaris Dark Angels and I want, a new, I want to do an Imperial Fist army. Like I, want, I want both, unfortunately. Or Salamanders. I want everything. Steve, can you please ask Luca, are we good? And he says, yeah, then bro, hug him and be hella nice. See how long you can go without him figuring out nothing happened. No. Wait. All right, I'll do it. You know, I'll, I'll do it on this video for you. All right, Steve. Um... Luca let the taco cat out of the bag. He said you were building an Illumineth army. How is that going? Okay, he's not supposed to say stuff like that because those plans changed. Um, so I was going to do the Illumineth army. I was preparing to do it. Something else caught my eye um, that the studio needed to have as a playable faction. And because I had experience painting them already, Okay, I'm redoing a Deepkin because I sold my Deepkin army. I'm painting a whole new Deepkin army so that we can get Deepkin into the rotation as well as Lumineth. I was going to do the Lumineth, but now I'm doing Deepkin just so we can have both. So I'll be playing both those armies going forward. <laughs> that was all my basic chaos. But yeah, plans change around here like crazy. But now that the studio is working on getting the uh, Lumineth done, I can spend all my time focusing on the Deepkin. So instead of doing one then the other, I can probably get them both around the same time. But yeah, like, he's not wrong, but things do change. Hey, hey, bro, we good? Yeah, I guess so. We good, bro? I hope so. Are right, we good. <laughs>